welcome back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Twanda. And this is Rumel. Hey, Rumel. Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing? I am doing great. I just have to say, I love how we introduce ourselves at the beginning mm-hmm. of the episode. And I'll say, hi, my name is Twanda. You say, and I am Rumel. And that's the last time you hear our name said correctly, because then I'm like, <laughs> Rumel. And you're like, Tawanda. And we just, you know, and we just throw it all out after that. But at least we start off on the right note. Yeah, we do start <laughs> off on the right foot. 15 years and counting of saying each other's name wrong. And it's, you know, it works fine. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I'm excited to be here again today because guess what? We are talking about what's coming up in February. It's Valentine's Day. And this year, we're giving stuff Mm -hmm. away. Our giveaway is coming along nicely. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, if you're like, what giveaway? What are they talking about? You still have time up until February the 7th of two thousand of 2022, just in case mm-hmm. you're looking, listening to this in 2030, you know, in 2022 <laughs> is when this giveaway happened. And mm-hmm. you just go to girlpodcast.com, look it up, mm-hmm. us up on Facebook, look for our giveaway link. Mm-hmm. And enter. Make sure you also confirm your email address because if you win, we got to make sure we have the right email address to let you yeah. know that you won. So make sure you do that when you enter. Yeah. I don't even think it will even pick your email if you don't confirm it. So it's really important if you really want to be part of the giveaway itself. Actually, if you want to win something, because yeah. item, the items we have are amazing. Like, Ramel, okay, I give her all the credit for gathering and finding the people who would donate these amazing items. And they are really great. We were just talking before we hit record about the things that we wanted to buy from this list of uh, gifts that people Mm -hmm. have donated. So we Mm want to go back and buy some of our own. So I figured this is a really good time to go ahead and tell everybody else where we got these wonderful gifts. That's right. Last week, we talked about Her Divine Energy, who sponsored two a couple jewelry sets. Jewelry right? set. Mm-hmm. And then we also had couples' pillows and couples' um, wine glasses that were sponsored by TLP DIY Decor. Mm-hmm. But this week, we're talking about candles. Yes. Them bougie candles. Too. They're bougie candles. Yeah. So <laughs> everybody loves a good candle. And so that's why we're here with bougie scented candles that they sponsored us. First of all, I, I got their information from a good friend. I said, Hey former girl, guest. I know, yeah, former guest. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and she's going to be another guest. She's going to come back. So I'm excited about that. But I said, like you use candles a lot. So who do you recommend? Who is the best vendor? And she was like, bougie scented candles, like hands down, bougie scented candles. She was like, I've seen his process. I've seen his passion for making candles. And it's not just about the scents. It's about the candle. They use, he he uses 100% soy wax and essential oils. So not only can you use this to burn and enjoy the scent, you actually can use the, the melted soy on your skin to moisturize your skin. So that and I was good. just like, what? Yeah. When Ramel told me that 
the candles were de- described as delicious. Please don't eat the candles. That's not what we're saying. <laughs> but she described them as delicious. You could just imagine how nice that feels. I am preparing to make my order because I want one. I've seen the candle and I've smelled it, but I can't light it because we have to give it away to the winner. Of I know. The- Ramel wouldn't let That's me. I was like, come on, we need to try it. But anyway, I have decided <laughs> that I'm going to go online and buy myself a bougie scented candle or two. I'm going to get mine from the website at www.bougiescentedcandles.com. But you could win yours. Enter our giveaway, you know, that's all you have to do. And it's going to be in the show notes too. So you can come come here if that's your jam. And also you can look at them on IG, Instagram. My kids don't allow me to say IG. They say I'm too old for that. Oh, okay. We have to say Instagram. Not allowed. Oh. So Instagram, okay. bougie, <laughs> bougie scented candles is their handle. Okay. I'm really excited. I hope that you guys will go and check them out. Great company. All right. The next part of our giveaway, we were so fortunate to get this stuff. The owner of Ascent Mind and Body Co. She is based in Washington, D.C. She is sponsoring us with this all natural CBD infused, what do you call it? Oil. No, it's both. She gave us two. She gave us us arousal oil and that's for the woman to put Mm -hmm. onto her. And then the lube, which, okay, if we have to describe what lube is for, you just need to come to the next week's episode where we talk about (laughs) that. Okay. So, but anyway, both of them are infused with CBD, which we're excited about, but, you know, Instagram gave us a hard time about it because, you know, there's the marijuana leaf on it, which is where you get CBD, but they thought we were giving away like weed oil or something. I don't know. It was complicated. But what we want you to focus on is the fact that the lube is supposed to be awesome and the owner, Jessica Gray, actually sent us some samples so we could try yeah. it ourselves. The Ramel has not given me my sample yet, though. So no, I need I to know. Have you but tried it? I have. I have tried the arousal oil. She gave mm-hmm. us each arousal oils. I can't wait to it. see what she's going to say next because I haven't asked her about this. I, no, air, you so. have. I am going to leave it here. It's worth it. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's Ooh, worth it. It's, it's worth, worth it. It's okay. worth the effort. Okay. So let's I'm tell people how they can find like, it. You know, okay. That so sounds this good. is how we find Jess. Instagram is Ascent Mind Body Co. Ascent Mind Body Co. Okay. And she is, she has an amazing Instagram stuff too, but her website is Ascent Mind Body dot co, not com, co. All right. I want to also just say this about Jess. Apparently, you know her well because her name is Jessica Gray and she keeps calling her Jess. I always call her Jess. Okay. That is my girl. Okay. okay, I'll just say that. That's my girl. All right. But Ascent Mind and Body Co. curates wellness experiences that inspire a more balanced and focused mindful life. Ascent was founded in 2018 by Jessica Gray, who is a wellness educator, Reiki practitioner, and meditation and sound bath guide. She is amazing at creating sound baths and meditation sessions, private sessions for group sessions and corporate events. Do we I just, need to get her on the show? Do you think she could like do a oh little show, like a, a, a small sample for our podcast? That I would be would amazing. Love it. I would love that. I, I like sound baths a whole lot. 
she's, um, she is just an amazing person. And so if that is, you know, in your, that's in, your jam your future, mm-hmm. if your jam, <laughs> yeah, your jam. I mean, she is just really, really good. Like she gets in the zone with it. She's an amazing person too. The, the so cool also, thing is she's mm-hmm. so amazing. She gave our listeners a 10% off mm-hmm. Uh, discount. So if you are ordering something online, the code you would do is G-R-R-R-L-10. So that's how you get your 10% off. You should know that each of those oils are valued at least $50 a piece. So we're not talking little Cheap cheap stuff. We're talking very quality stuff. So I'm so excited. Thank you all for dealing with me just being all hype and everything about our stuff. But let me tell you, this is a really good giveaway and I'm really proud of it. Awesome. Thank you for getting us some really good gift. I'm feeling very successful. Yeah, it's. I, can, <laughs> I already feel like it's a success and we haven't even given it away yet. And yeah. speaking of success, what yeah. a wonderful lead in. Normally you are praising me for my lead ins, but this time... <laughs> I'm going to have to say, Ramel, you get the crown for leading us in to our conversation about success today. Thank you. I I just saw a little entryway for it. And so I I walked through it. Yeah, I saw that. Thank Mm -hmm, you. mm -hmm. I saw that. Yeah. So we're talking about success. Like, what does it mean? Well, of course, I started with the dictionary definition. Mm -hmm. That's just a good place to start. So in the dictionary, you'll find that success means a favorable or desired outcome. Uh, mm-hmm. Oftentimes it's referred to as the attainment of wealth, fa- favor, or eminence. Mm. And I went online and did a lot of research trying to figure out what are other definitions of success? What does success mean for me? And mm-hmm. one of the ones that stuck with me because it resonated and that's what I felt like in my adult life is that Success was a positive outcome after hard effort and useful experience. And I was like, yeah, that one sounds like the one that that I've held on to most of my life. Mm. What about you, Ramel? What is what is what's been the the definition of success that you've used for most of your life? I can't say what I have used through most of my life. I can tell you what I have settled on. Okay. No. Is that okay? No, no. Okay. No, well, hold on. Because okay. I can't look. I, like, can't look back. Don't I look can't back. look back. I can't unsee what I've seen. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so <laughs> I can't see what I've unseen. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I saw that. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I, I can tell you what I, I kind of just, I had a completely different mindset as to what success was okay. for me Go in for the it. past. But right now I would say, Um, Success for me is when you achieve your goals and you find fulfillment in completing those goals. Okay, that that sounds good. It sounds a bit more mature. You know, I can tell you're on the mature end. What I gave you as my definition, my working, the the definition I've used for so long, being, Mm -hmm. you know, a positive outcome after hard effort and useful experience. Mm -hmm. That was what I was going with. But I can tell you it wasn't always satisfying when I got to the end. <laughs> right. So it was like, right. oh, wait, is this success? How come this doesn't feel right? <laughs> it's like, I, I made success. I, I worked hard. <laughs> I did it. But I'm supposed to feel different when I work hard and I get something. And it's a positive outcome. You know, I, I wanted yeah. it to feel different. So that's when I knew I needed to look a little bit deeper at how 
uh, I was thinking of success and what success is. And I'll say that over time, I think I know I'll be changing my definition, but mm-hmm. I think there's also a process to that. And the psychologist in me, because I took four years of psychology, <laughs> actually two years, because two years of general stuff, and then two more years in your major. This is all the psychology I have, right? She's like, I'm, I'm now the therapist. No, she's, she's not. The yeah, I, I've got my good two years of undergraduate psychology stuff and it all psychology always takes you back to as a child so i'm gonna take Mm -hmm. us back to as a child and i'm gonna tell you what my idea of success looked like for me as a kid okay as a kid i thought that success would be my husband and i so clearly i thought i was going to be married Mm -hmm. My husband and I, we would both make an equal amount of money. And that amount Mm -hmm. in my head was $100,000. And and, and it had to be equal because I believed in an equal society. And and I would be a psychologist who would make uh, guest appearances on Oprah, you know, when they needed a psycho, you know, an expert, an expert, an expert, right, on the stuff she was talking Mm -hmm. about. So Mm -hmm. when I was little, Oprah was the thing with the Oprah Winfrey show. And I was like, I'm going to be the psychologist that shows up on her show. You were the Dr. Dr. Phil. Phil. Mm -hmm. Yes, you were supposed to be I was supposed to be Dr. Phil, except, Mm -hmm. you know, cute and African-American female. (laughs) So I so that was what success that was what my mm-hmm. dream was as a kid and mm-hmm. i thought that two hundred thousand dollars was a lot of money mm-hmm. and that's that that would be like success for me mm-hmm. that, that's what i thought so yeah it was money and okay a bit of fame and i definitely like a husband you know so those are the things that yeah. i thought as a kid did do you want to tell us what you thought was a kid or are you over that already i, I don't know I no. Just... no 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 <laughs> I will tell you, I had something similar, not nearly as detailed, I don't think. But um, for me, in my teenage mind, mm-hmm. I definitely thought a having a husband. Mm-hmm. Now, one of my goals was also having a um, someone who I intended to marry right out of college. Okay. <laughs> we have that in common. That was one of yeah. my goals, too. Yeah. I know like don't judge my my 15, 16, 17 year old self because child be judging her too. But (laughs) (laughs) I would never tell my kids this now. I mean, my parents, they won't listen to this at all. Mm -mm. (laughs) They won't hear this. Mm -mm. So, um, yeah, that I wanted to be married. Um, I wanted to have like I wanted to have my first kid by time I was 25. Um, I wanted to have some kind of corporate career. I wasn't very specific in the corporate career that it was that I wanted. I just knew that I eventually would want to be into management and, you know, running things, you know, <laughs> whatever that is. It sounds like as a kid, know. you like wrote down a list of how to be successful. Ramel's list of how to, uh, Rumel's list <laughs> of how to be successful in life. Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah, I had like those things like listed out. And like my my dad was a successful corporate person, which, you know, for the early 80s, um, mid 80s, that was a really big accomplishment, Mm -hmm. you know, for for a black man to be in in corporate America and all that kind of stuff. And I just 
saw that that was the right, that was the way to mm-hmm. um, get success, whatever that is. Right? right. But as a child or a teenager or young adult, I associated success with money mm-hmm. um, and position. Yes. Mm-hmm. I associated it with being able to have a family unit, a well-placed you know, nicely groomed family unit, you know what I mean? And so immediately, you know, my idea of success really started to sway right you said out, of immediately? Oh, out of college. You said immediately? Oh, out of college. Immediately, right the out man. of college. You got, you, you, you got the degree in business. Mm-hmm. You yeah. got mm-hmm. the husband out of college. At least you had identified him. Yes, mm-hmm. I had. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was going to be your husband, whether he liked it or not. I could tell just by the way you had that on your list from way back then. He didn't know what he was in he for. He was <laughs> clueless. He has no idea. But um, yeah, no, but it was like, but. And you had a corporate job, too. Like you, I did. A, you hit did. all your, your metrics. <laughs> it was like boom, boom, boom. And then, you know, like stuff started to sway, like corporate I'm not saying anything is easy, but it wasn't easy, right? <laughs> it wasn't like going to school, like where you can, uh, I don't know, you go to school, you do your work, you get a grade. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the same way in corporate. And I, it took me a little while to kind of get used to it. I was, I did fine, but it just was like, oh, this is like work, mm-hmm. you know? Work is work. Wow. Whose idea was this? This is terrible. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it's just, it started to change for me. Like, oh, well, maybe this isn't exactly what I want. And, and I also thought that I was going to have children and work and be a happy, balanced person. Who told you that was a thing? My God. <laughs> Whose idea was that? I yeah. was a how did that work out for you person half crazed and I was like okay so we need to revisit these ideas hold on let me just ask this question did you mm-hmm. have your first child by your your deadline no no oh, okay. I was I was four years off okay okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could I, I didn't remember the time frame all right so yeah, yeah you start that's when you, yeah your um your goals started to sway at that point. Yeah, but I think it was really having the first kid Mm -hmm. and then having the second kid solidified it for me that I I didn't want (laughs) to be in corporate because I couldn't I couldn't balance the idea of the type of mother that I wanted to be with the type of worker that I wanted to be. You didn't know as a kid what it would feel like to be a mother and then Mm -hmm. for the whole process of being a mother to change what your idea of success was, you know, I, cause yes. we didn't know, you didn't know, until you know? know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I get, I get that. So that means what we learned in that moment is just what we think of as success changes as we change. Yeah. And when you just don't know, you just don't know. And so you make judgment, you make decisions mm-hmm. based on the unknown. Right. But the good good news is that you can be flexible. Your idea of what success is, unless if you, I guess you would have to, if you are not flexible and then you try Mm -hmm. to keep the same, even though the world changes around you and you change, that would be misery, I think. Yeah. Very unhappy. But I learned that success, it's okay to let that be flexible and change with me. 
Mm-hmm. And but I have to say, I've gone back and forth on that because, you know, success is is making, uh, you know, actually, I think keeping up with the Joneses mm-hmm. was something I had to think, do I want to try to do that? You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it out loud because it doesn't sound good. Like, oh, you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. But when you are the Joneses, you know, mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. wants to be that. You know, so it's something that everybody, at least that's mm-hmm. that's what I thought in the in the beginning. And then to change my goals and my idea of success kind of felt like how you feel when you say, all right, we're going to have a comp- uh, a soccer competition with all the kids and everybody's a winner. You win and you're, yeah, both teams win. Yay. Mm-hmm. And, and it mm-hmm. felt like, like I was cheapening what success meant. So mm-hmm. I play with that too. I was yeah. like, am I just lowering the bar to make myself feel better? <laughs> like I Is really okay? went through that. But is I mean, like you and to some extent, sometimes you have to like I, you know, I'm not going to be I I did not feel that I was going to feel good trying to be a corporate VP and do these other things in my life the same way that I wanted to. Now, I'm not saying other people can't do it, but for me, yeah, I had to make that choice. Like, am I going to pursue this in this manner? It's going to take this kind of effort. Mm-hmm. for me to do these things. Is it worth it to me? Mm-hmm. And so my answer was no. And so I did have to lower my expectations of what that right. realm of success was. Let's it change the vernacular. They're going to change the wording because it wasn't lowering. It's simply changing. I think mm-hmm. when we don't know any better and have no experience and don't quite know what brings us happiness or, mm-hmm. or makes us feel successful, like we like you said, we don't know what we don't know, but as we mm-hmm. learn and we change and say, well, this is what brings me pleasure and it makes me happy and therefore feeling fulfilled mm-hmm. and successful, let me pivot to whatever mm-hmm. that is instead of going off of what I learned on TV or mm-hmm. what my, you know, what worked for my parents. So just right. learning to grow into what works for you. So it's not lowering the bars, actually bringing, making the, uh, the goal more self-centered. Now, when I say self-centered, I don't mean selfish, but mm-hmm. really focusing on what resonates with you as an individual. Right. So I was I, in doing some research for this. I looked at a couple of TED Talks. Mm. I put, I will put them or the articles I found them in in the show notes if you're interested in looking at some of the same ones. But one guy said, uh, he wanted, he said that the universe has many moons. He said, in order to be a success, you really ought to shoot for the moon, but to shoot for your own moon. Mm-hmm. And that makes that makes a difference. What it is that really um, you brings out your passion, right? Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. breaks you energized and brings you happiness. That's what you're shooting for. So no mm-hmm. matter what that looks like, Mm-hmm. For you, he's you know. There's lots of people who have stories of being, and you see them. They're very rich. They're very <laughs> successful by our terms, but they look mm-hmm. miserable. I'm positive they are miserable, <laughs> and I'm sitting back here with a much smaller house than they have. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of um, Bezos, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, I got a much smaller house, different type of car, different type of bank account, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty pretty positive. I've got a lot more happiness. Um, in my life, uh, in, at least in, in certain places. So just trying to remember, it's not, it's absolutely not about chasing 
what society says is success and just realizing what success is for me, which sounds easy, but it's actually a lot harder than it sounds. It is because it's a balance, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Like if you completely go one direction where you're, where you're, you only focus on certain things that won't get you say money, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Then it gives you less options um, yes. flexibility it does in terms of having a, a home that is satisfactory to live in whatever that whatever that choice mm-hmm. is for you and things like that so I think as in in our human experience we are always sitting there trying to figure out what's the right balance of going you know making money doing my passion can I bring those can I melt those two will they melt together so that I can really do what I'm passionate for and still provide for myself and my family I think that's the secret sauce like if you know that then you have like all of it yeah I'm (laughs) I'm I'm always and thoroughly jealous of the people who have found something they're passionate about they're excited Mm -hmm. to get up in the morning to figure out and work on that also makes them enough money to live comfortably Mm-hmm. And happiness, I'm I'm jealous of that, like crazy. Because what I've learned is when I was having little kids, I think I worked part time a lot when my three kids were younger, mm-hmm. and so I worked part time. We had a um, smaller house, you know, it needed a lot more work. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you that little house that needed a lot of work with the old appliances, we had the best parties. Like mm-hmm. we would invite people over and we had what we call dance party nights. And my kids had a ball. We mm-hmm. were around more often because I worked part time. And it just it's still we were a happy family. Mm-hmm. We didn't have everything. So we couldn't feel like we were success on the fame and the fortune part, but mm-hmm. in the happiness department, we were winning. I mean, right. there's a disco ball in my family room type. You of still winning. have it there. Yeah, we keep that everywhere. <laughs> we always, we go, that's the sign of of happiness in the family. Got to have the disco ball in the family mm-hmm. room because we're gonna break out in a party at any time. But being mm-hmm. able to recognize and identify that as that is a level of success that we are, that we cherish and we mm-hmm. no matter what we decide to do for our jobs we don't want to do anything that would break and mess up the ability to be happy in our house so we yeah. actually may choose that you know if david were my husband were to get the opportunity to work some fabulous high paying powerful famous type of of thing if it Mm -hmm. breaks up the happiness that we have in the family like it doesn't allow that maybe he's gone all the time Mm -hmm. our commitment to each other you know our commitment to the happiness in the household is priority so if it doesn't work for that we would actually give up another opportunity to be successful in a financial way if we can't make it work and keep the household happy and yeah. that one is where you decide, well, then is it success if I go all out and then I break up the happy family? Mm-hmm. No. So we just choose choose what success means for us. I still want to find a way to be happy at home and have all the other stuff. Like I'm still, I, I <laughs> right. didn't go lie. I, I, you know, right. I'm, not, I, I'm still trying to figure out what's the right balance. Can I get a little bit more of this right. and still keep that? But yeah, it's not like, it's not like success if, if success equals money, then money is evil. And so therefore, you know, it's not like, right. it's not like that. 
Um, but it's trying to find that balance of, you know, being able to provide, being able to um, not just provide, but giving your family options to to take in the world and, you know, around them and participate mm-hmm. in different things. And so that requires real money. So it's kind of like culturally, do we look at success as just being money and things? I think we should be very careful about how we define and acknowledge success, especially when we're working with our children and mm-hmm. so helping so that they can recognize that it is really their own definition, something that they define for themselves. Mm-hmm. I always got, when growing up, I always got that success was like a corporate job mm-hmm. where you have direct reports under you. I still mm-hmm. don't want to be nobody's manager. I, you know, I was like, I, I can make the big bucks doing something. I don't want to manage people. I, I don't I don't like people that much. I don't know, something. I just don't want to do that. And I resent the fact that that's what people say is success. Mm -hmm. I was like, Mm -hmm. I could be successful and not do that, you know? Yeah. But just, I want to make sure that we're not only saying, oh, that person is more valuable than this Mm -hmm. job. This job is more valuable. And we do that. And especially in our, I'll say in our churches, it's our families too, because families made people in church. But Mm -hmm. still we'll say, oh, you better be a doctor or a Mm -hmm. lawyer or anything else, basketball player. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, like, there's just <laughs> only a few things mm-hmm. that get spoken of as being success and career. And everybody's not going to be a doctor or a lawyer. And you just, know. just, just trying to make sure that people understand because as adults, we've had to unlearn that so that yeah. we can embrace what we do become and what that means and how that's successful. One of the only things that I wish I could, um, no, I don't want to say do over. I want to say like my kids, I wouldn't want to do being a kid now. Mm -hmm. It's just too hard. But the one thing that I would love to have the opportunity is the way that kids look at jobs now is completely (laughs) different (laughs) than the way we do. They can see opportunities that, a just didn't exist. Yeah, that's true. When we were growing up, mm-hmm. it's a lot more acceptable for you to have a job that is not a mainstream corporate job. Yes. Yeah. Right. Is. Even and, corporate jobs are trying to act like they're not corporate so that they can bring right. in the young people. They're like, we're going to be a corporate place, but we're going to have a, a pool table and um, gaming room and stuff yeah. just to make it so that the younger people don't fall, you know, don't, you know, feel like they can still work in that environment. Yeah. So I think that they're, they have a leg up in it and that they don't, they have a lot more, it's a lot more acceptable for them to follow their passions and try to find something that will work for them. Like, I think if I had said to my parents, mom and dad, I don't really want to go to school to be an accountant. I just want to follow my passions. My parents would have been like, child, you're going to school and you're going to get a degree Mm -hmm. and you're going to do these things because we didn't come this far for you just to follow some dang on passions. (laughs) Get yourself a job. We need a leg up. Do something for your family. Stop messing around. You got time for that. Mm-hmm. But now, like when my my husband talks to my kids or when I talk to my kids, 
when we're trying to help them figure out like, well, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to go to school for? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I had that conversation. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, well, what are your, what are you passionate about? What are the things that you really enjoy doing? Let's try to find something that would be in that same vein so that you can pursue that. So you'll feel good about what you're trying to do. So it's a completely different conversation than I had with my, my family. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. I just think as we get to know, like you said, unlearn, Mm-hmm. unlearn what is quote unquote important. Like I just thought, you know, having some high powered job and, you know, being able to buy a Benz. I'm not really into cars like that. However, I will say this. I still want that. Do you remember that Mercedes, that song? Do you, <laughs> you want to ride, ride in my Mercedes? Mercedes no, I don't remember that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was my jam. <laughs> I still want that convertible Mercedes, but that's more like my own little thing, but it's just different. And I, I appreciate that the kids have more options. Yeah. I look at my children with their options and I'm excited for them. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I think part of the way I justify not mm-hmm. necessarily having what the passion that I want doing the, the, the job that makes me feel like, oh, I'm doing what I was put on this earth to do mm-hmm. is that I know that I'm providing some stability so that they can do some of the things they want to do and achieve. Mm-hmm. And I can help help them see that. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to have a higher degree and I wanted to work in a corporate environment to see what that mm-hmm. was like. Cause that wasn't where I started. It was a mm-hmm. nonprofit at first. And so I wanted to see what that was like. And I got there and I was like, yeah, I did it. And for a little while, it felt really good. It's like, what do you do? Well, I got my degree in this and now I work at this incorporated. You know, I, you know, mm-hmm. I remember being really proud of that and I was happy about that cause I did it. And then it was like, yeah, but I'm not really passionate about this. Like I did mm-hmm. it. I'm here and I'm not really passionate, but I make more money and I'm able to do some things with my kids that I couldn't do when they were little because we were broke. Mm-hmm. And so I can do more and I appreciate that. And I think mm-hmm. I found myself feeling a lot of pride in being able to help support my kids and doing mm-hmm. what they want to do. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, what? I took this route. I want y'all to have another route. You know, I'm happy for you to try something different. And I'm okay with this job that I'm not passionate about, but that Mm -hmm. I can do that allows me to help you all see yours. Yeah, I'm okay. I guess I'm living vicariously through them or something. I don't know. (laughs) Well, you know what? I think for me, what I pull out of what you're saying is that success is really a journey. Like, (laughs) yes. I don't know you if know, I was saying that, but thank you for, for pulling that out. Cause that was Yeah, great. well, I know that's not what you were saying, but I was just listening to it. And it's like, yeah, this is one point. And then this is another point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that your kids are all out of high school and moving on and doing their mm-hmm. different, different careers and stuff like that, then you get to reevaluate, like, well, what am I doing? Yeah. So here we go again. You're starting all over again. And what you get to choose right now, I think that's the coolest thing about where we are <laughs> right now is like, we get to raise our hand and say, I've lived. Mm-hmm. I know. I know I don't want to do. <laughs> I know I might not know exactly what I want to do, but I know what I don't want to do. And I get to move forward in discovering what that is and what discovering what success really looks for me now. I, um, 
my idea of success as a teenager, as a young adult, as a 30 something year old was totally focused somewhere else. And so now I get to recreate what success means for me. That is awesome. You know what? Another thing that I found in the TED Talks that I was listening to mm-hmm. kind of meshes with what you were just saying, because we are in another place in our lives and mm-hmm. success it just looks different in different places of our lives. So acknowledging mm-hmm. that is one good thing. And so at any point in your life, you can define or figure out your definition of success by doing these three things. Now, this is somebody else's words. They had the suggestion, but I like them. It was mm-hmm. one, look for and act on opportunities. I tend to think that we don't bump into people for no reason. We don't get opportunities provided to us just by chance. So maybe there's something in that opportunity that comes up and just be willing to try something new and and look forward to and take advantage of different opportunities. Mm -hmm. Also, learn about yourself. What's important? What makes me happy or makes you happy? What inspires you? What energizes you? Because that's going to be different when you're 20 something than when Mm -hmm. you're 50 something. And uh, then surround yourself with people who care and support your vision, whatever that is, because <laughs> that's going to yeah. be important. Uh, and those are the three tips that they gave that stuck with me so much. So I said, I want to say this on the podcast because I can see myself spending some time really mm-hmm. ruminating on these and looking for opportunities that just inspire me and energize me. Let me tell you, I, at one point in my life, to say I was a success for like the week was to make sure that everybody got everywhere on time <laughs> yes. and that they were fed yes. and that most of them were bathed most every day. Right. <laughs> most days, right? <laughs> like everybody in the house bathed most days. I mean, it's it just, but your idea of what those priorities are, mm-hmm. they just change and they move. And so, no, but I, I appreciate that. Thank you for that. That was really a good add-on. Yay. That was good. I, I feel successful now just have being having covered success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Completely successful. Yeah, goal accomplished for today. Yes. Yes. I'm really, I'm really excited about it. But you know what? What I'm more excited about is like us creating this success in our future. I think we're like primed for it. And I I don't know, I'm just really excited about creating more goals, different goals than what I had as a young adult. Yeah, I'm just excited. I'm particularly excited about spending time on what energizes me at this stage in my life. Yeah. To say, oh, there's yes. I'm different. There's a new stuff. Let me explore what that is. So that's yeah. what that's what gets me excited these days. Yeah. Absolutely. Well thank you, friend. I'm so excited that you went through that with me. That was that was really cool and I enjoyed doing the research for it too. Yeah, I did too. I needed yeah. it. Uh, you know, that's probably not a coincidence either that that's exactly what I needed to be working on right now. <laughs> Because there are no coincidences. No, there really aren't. Not at all. All right. Well, thank you all for coming by and joining us today. And if you're still listening, don't forget to go sign up for the giveaway and get ready for next week when we have our guest on who's going to be talking. We're talking about sex toys and and things. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. (laughs) We did that. All right. Until next week. Peace. Peace. And And blessings. blessings. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, 
Twitter, and Instagram at Girl Podcast. That's Girl with three R's. And if you want to participate in our segment, Ask Your Girlfriends, email us at girlpodcast at gmail.com. That's girl with three R's. (laughs) So until next time, peace Peace and and blessings. blessings.